Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. You're listening to The Success Show channel. I'm your host, Joshua Kangley, with another episode of Table Talks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You're listening to another episode of Table Talks, and I am pleased to introduce to you a special guest today, Mr. William Turner, author of a new book called Death Comes from the President, and we'll get more into that as we go, but uh, William, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show and sharing with us uh, your new book. So before we get into the book, I'm going to give you some time just here to introduce yourself to the audience. My name is William Turner, and uh, I'm retired from state service, specifically with State Compensation Insurance Fund, as a supervisor. I have one son, Antonio Turner, who is married to Bridget uh, and she's a practicing uh, pediatrician. I spend my leisure time gardening and, of course, writing. Uh, my wife died uh, of cancer, and uh, I'm supporter of a uh, cancer research, and that's about ex- the extent of my functions. Okay, well, thank you so much for sharing that with us, William. So let before we jump into the book that you just wrote, uh, Death Comes for the President, I'd like to ask you just a few questions. Um, for instance, what inspires you? What uh, when, when you're writing, what inspires you? The inspirations come from everyday uh, interactions and uh, with brands, associates, and all of this and that is why a lot of people have commented that your uh, novels seem so real so alive we can easily identify with them and the reason for that is that they are based on actual people but i create the plot the setting and all of this and i was challenged to write a romance and uh, I had not had a riveting, earth-shattering romance. I commenced and could only get through the first chapter. And had I com- uh, continued, my readers would have known, no, this is not possible. This is not everyday interaction with a spouse uh, or significant other. Mm-hmm. You would have to capture all of the nuances in it. And I was unable to do that. So what I did with it, um, I did start with the romance. But the uh, man had graduated from uh, law school with honors. And uh, to reward him, his parents, extremely affluent, gave him a trip to South America where he met and fell in love with a stunningly beautiful woman. And so she was up front. She told him she couldn't have children. It didn't matter to him. He loved her most dearly. And uh, she advised him that she was not, uh, that she was amenable to surrogates. And 
they had children, and he returned to Texas with his uh, family. He had political ambitions. He ran for state and local government positions. He had aspirations higher. He sought the presidency of the United States. And he won. And uh, because of the closed markets, he went on an economic summit to China, Japan, Turkey, and other countries. When the plane uh, landed on the tarmac, they tried to rouse him, alerting him that we are back in the United States. Unable to do so, they later learned that he had been poisoned. And uh, the United States was quite upset because he was a much beloved president. So they hired Sir Robert Winchell, a renowned uh, sleuth who had been knighted by the Queen of England, to retrace his steps so they can exact retribution on the correct culprit. What Sir Robert uncovered shocked not only the United States but the world wow you know that's so interesting William it sounds like a very riveting plot and story and then we're speaking with uh, William Turner here who is just uh, giving us some descriptions of his latest book Death Comes for the President and it just sounds so interesting William and I love how you mentioned that your inspiration comes from everyday moments and these little nuances and so uh, when it came to your characters in this book, William, were you calling upon real people? Yes, I was. I'm oh. a veteran, and when I go to the VA clinic, I see so many, and there's quite a bit of camaraderie uh, among us. And some are amputees, some are cancer uh, patients, and you see up close the devastating effects of cancer. Mm -hmm. And you wonder why there isn't a cure. And it hits acutely home when a spouse of yours has succumbed to the uh, cancer. It makes you appreciate life all the more. And when it is taken for whatever the reason, it grieves most everyone who knows these individuals or they might know someone who is afflicted with it. Absolutely. You know, I can speak to that, too, because my mother, she uh, became inflicted with cancer. Now, thank God she was able to uh, overcome that. Um, but you're exactly right. It's uh, it, it does hit you close to home. And you do wonder why there isn't a cure for it. Uh, it's just uh, you know, really, it, my heart goes out to you as you speak on that, uh, William. So now, I would like to ask, this is your second book, is that correct? Yes, it is. Uh, the first that I have written was uh, A Murder in Our Midst. And um, I received some excellent reviews. The only problem with that is trying to come up with something as a follow-up. 
that's just as good or better. And uh, you are taxed, like hearkening back to inspirations. Uh, the mind is just not a field of um, plots and situations. They're triggered, like I said, by everyday occurrences. And uh, how could I make death counts for the president riveting where the reader can readily identify with the characters, the plot, and the setting? Americans are well-traveled. And should you describe a place that they visited, they say, oh, no. That is not accurate. I live here, I should know. I've traveled that route. Mm -hmm. And so that brings in extensive research. But for the aspiring uh, writers out there, I urge you to do research. But what you find, you cannot quote it in your book. You must paraphrase. Otherwise you will be uh, charged with plagiarizing. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be very careful of that. And also to make the uh, book, Death Comes for the President, interesting. There were five murders at Walter Reed Medical Center. They had all been in the hematology department. And despite all of the efforts, those murders had gone unsolved. Wow. Only after the president had been poisoned and Sir Robert had been called in to investigate, was he apprised of these unsolved murders. And he connected the dots. Mm -hmm. Wow. And found that they were all connected. That sound that you know that does sound so riveting, William. And we're going to talk more about your book when we come back from the break, guys. If you're just listening, tuning in, we're talking with William Turner, author of his new book, Death Comes for the President. And we can all find it on Amazon, is that correct? Yes, it is, sir. Okay, great, guys. So check it out. Go to Amazon.com now and look up Death Comes for the President. And we'll be right back with William Turner. Are you looking for the latest and greatest gadgets and accessories? Well, have you checked out Trendywares at www.trendywares.com? Trendywares carries all the top quality and trendy gadgets and accessories to things like cell phones, pets, kitchen and home, his and her items, and tons of kid items as well, like drones and lightsabers. Trendywares has it all and all in one place at www.trendywares.com. That's T-R-E-N-D-E-E-W-A-R-E-S.com. Be sure to sign up at the bottom of their page for special offers and promotional updates. If you have any questions at all for 24-hour support service, email them at info at trendywares.com. Again, that's Trendywares. Trendywares. Com. Hey 
Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. We're talking with William Turner today. He is the author of his new book, Death Comes for the President, an amazing, exciting, riveting story of murder filled with imaginative characters and the investigative journey by Sir Roberts. So just an amazing, riveting story, guys. I encourage you to go on to Amazon.com right now and look up that book and buy it today. Uh, if you're into this kind of genre, this is going to be one that you want to read. It's going to take you right into that story. We will continue the conversation with William Turner in just a minute. My book, The Seven Principles of Success, which you can also find on Amazon as well. So while you're there looking up Death Comes for the President, also look up The Seven Principles of Success by yours truly, Joshua Kangley. A great book filled with valuable information. Guys, the ebook is just 99 cents and the print version is just $4.99. So go ahead, pick up that book today and get the resources and tools you need to put yourself on the path to success. Then go ahead and go to iTunes and download my podcast series, The Seven Principles of Success by Joshua Kangley, because then you'll have the book and then you'll have the extra resource in the way of the podcast, which gives you an in-depth look at each principle that I talk about. And also, guys, if you like my content, please like, subscribe, and give me some great reviews because that helps me get in front of a larger audience, which you know helps me help more people because that is my mission, to help as many people as I possibly can. So thank you guys so much once again for tuning in to my episodes and picking up my book and really just following along my journey, because that's what this is right now, a journey, guys, a journey in my mission to helping as many people as I possibly can. So without further ado, let's get back over and talk more with William Turner. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you're just tuning in, remember, we're talking with William Turner, Author of his new book, Death Comes for the President, a story of murder filled with imaginative characters and an investigative journey by Sir Roberts. Uh, William, welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. I'm here. Thank you so much. So we were just talking about your book and how you, the challenges that you had to make this book uh, as riveting as the first one, because like you said, your first book had such great reviews, and so there was a challenge now to come up with this next book and make it just as riveting. So were there any other challenges, William, that you experienced in writing this new book? When I had started it, like I had said, the story had not fully developed in my mind. And uh, as a consequence, I ran into writer's block. And uh, to the aspiring writers, do not commence to write until the story has fully developed in your mind. If you have a viable idea, jot it down. And if the mind likes it, it will fill in the details. And also, a lot of people aspire to be writers and to follow your dreams. However, you must be prepared for the sacrifices that ensue. If you are employed, married, children, you will find it very difficult 
to set aside time to dedicate to your writing. And also, you must be equipped with an above-average knowledge of uh, grammar. And be prepared for the rejections because they will be numerous. And also be cognizant that writing with mainstream publishers, they are extremely subjective. By that, I mean it depends on how they're feeling that particular day. If you can write a stellar novel, it does not necessarily mean that they're going to accept you as a client. Mm -hmm. I was very fortunate. When I first started, I wrote to Avon Books asking for a talent critique, not for publication consideration. I was surprised to receive one. Yes, you do have talent. However, do this, this, and this. Those were suggestions that I have followed to this very day. Have your work edited. You might think that you've written one thing when you've written something altogether different. So have someone to read it. Mm -hmm. Have someone to proofread it. And when you receive criticism, accept it and learn from it. For example, if someone should say, this doesn't make sense, you go back and you look to find out why it doesn't make sense. Don't become argumentative. Learn from it. Those are the things that I've done. Wonderful. And, and thank you for talking to the aspiring writers out there because I know we have a bunch listening and tuning in. So uh, that's awesome of you to share your experiences and offer them some advice too along the way. So thank you for speaking to them on that one. What was the publishing process like for you when you first published your first book? What was that process like? The, I was waiting for particularly feedback, and uh, I was given a very uh, exacting editor, and uh, he was recommending uh, delete this, cut this, all of this, and I thought I would end up with a pamphlet. I was disgruntled, and it was very difficult to accept. And uh, I spoke with the uh, editor, and uh, he and I have an excellent rapport. And uh, he did not assign another editor. He kept the same editor, I mean, uh, yes, uh, editor assigned to me. And I'm grateful for that, mm -hmm. because his editing was on, on target, on point, and I'm appreciative. That was a time that I allowed ego to step in mm -hmm. and take over, as opposed to being objective and understanding why these suggestions 
and deletions were made. You learn from them. Mm-hmm. Do you think, just out of curiosity, do you think uh, having a big ego helps the writer or hurts the writer? What, what do you th- it, it hurts the writer, sir, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Mm-hmm. You must approach it from a humble position. Um, egotistically premise, you will think that no one can tell you anything only to find out that everybody can tell you something. Mm-hmm. And that is humbling in itself. If your work is published and it is being reviewed by the reading public, the readers are the ultimate judges. And if they give you a one, you will want to know why. And if they were to say, it's a terrible book, I couldn't identify with the characters. The setting was way off. That egotistical uh, position would be deflated, not in a private section, but it would be deflated on the world stage for all of the others to read. And they will accept those readers Reviews as back. And I agree with you 100% on that one. I, I'm also curious to know uh, who are some of your favorite authors? Who are some authors that influenced you in your writing? It's interesting you should say that. <laughs> when I was in college, my, uh, my rhetoric class, uh, I had written a paper, and the uh, professor had written a class that it's amazing at the high rate of illiteracy here in the United States. I was fluent. I went running to Brother Newman and Brother Ward at Calvin Memorial High School in West Roxbury, Massachusetts. I asked them, I said, well, what is he saying? They looked at the paper and collectively they said, he's telling you that your paper is technically correct, but you don't have style. Hmm. Puzzled, I asked them, I said, well, how can I get style? They thought, and they said, well, we tell you what. Read murder mysteries. And they are buried in sentence structures and all of this. I spent the entire Saturday reading murder mysteries, specifically Agatha Christie. Mm. When I returned to school that Monday, I was ready. And later in life, when I had begun to write, I realized I had been influenced by Agatha Christie. Wow. That was my influence. That is amazing. That's, and you know, not only are you speaking to the aspiring writers and giving them advice, but, you know, it's also a testament to, to you know, taking that criticism, going back to the drawing board, and then, like you said, being ready and you were ready at that time you and now of course obviously now it's clearly a, an influence in your writing today so uh let's dive right back into the your new book now again and what i would like to know is how we spoke on how the first one was a great success and now there's challenge to make the second one just as successful or better so is there any similarities on this new book to your first one, or is it completely different? 
I miss. Uh, Raymond uh, Winchell and Raymond Babat both lived in California, but they didn't know each other. But they ended up at Harvard, where they became the best friends. They were like umbilical tied brothers. There were two differences. Raymond Babant was Caucasian and Robert Winchell was uh, an African-American. Their friendship that they forged during the most turbulent time in history was absolutely enviable. When they graduated, Raymond went to work for his multi-billion uh, air father. Robert became an LAPD police officer. After having been passed over for several uh, promotions that he thought he deserved and had earned, he resigned and went to England. There, he ran into the same uh, bigotry and prejudice. Although his letters to Raymond were cheerful, Raymond knew something was wrong. They had grown very close. And the Babas used their international influence to get Robert a job with the with Scotland Yacht, where it just so happens he handled a most delicate uh, case for the Queen without any scandal or uh, publicity. She subsequently knighted him. Raymond writes him and tells him, says, I want you to come right away. Someone in my family is trying to kill me. Robert drops everything and goes to the aid of his friend, only to arrive too late. Hmm. Raymond had been poisoned. And Robert was surprised that the family seemed to close ranks, accepting the, uh, what they had said was he had terminal cancer, unable to deal with it, and committed suicide. Robert said, no, 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 no. We were like brothers. Had he been afflicted, he would have told me. Well, he investigated, but he didn't have jurisdiction in California. So he teamed up with uh, Detective Dennis, and they became friends thereafter. And that friendship and their presence are in... Uh, death comes for the president. The tie between the two is that Detective Dennis never did have a close friend, mm. a comrade of sorts. And he envied the relationship that Robert had with Raymond. And he could not measure up to Raymond. Raymond was college educated. He was like years distant from Detective Dennis. And what I tried to show in that was that the emptiness that Robert felt Dennis never did have they thought they could merge the two. They were supplying what the other lacked. Mm -hmm. That's a very interesting tie between the two books there, uh, William. 
Now, in this new book, Death Comes for the President, was there a particular scene that was challenging to write or difficult to write? Uh, When I look back at it, it was the confrontation between um, two African Americans. Uh, The captain who had initially investigated the uh, murders at Walter Reed. It had been a thorough investigation. And when uh, Robert uh, stepped in to reinvestigate, it was friction, noticeable friction. How dare you come and reinvestigate my uh, investigation? It was thorough, it was complete. Unfortunately, we were not able to solve it. I don't care about you being knighted and well-renowned. As a matter of fact, he says, to be blatant, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and so at any rate, that was the most difficult aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I recall a scene in um, A Murder in Our Midst. Uh, the lady of the house had come down from the stairs, stunningly dressed. And uh, at the gala, the lady asked her, where did you get that? How much did it cost? She says, it doesn't matter because you can't afford it. These are the upper crust putting down each other. Mm. And then being an African-American, he was sedated and thrown into an all-white uh, mortuary. And this young guy heard the noise in the back. And he goes to investigate. And he sees this black man coming up out of a coffin. And so you can imagine the psychological effect that had on it. Mm-hmm. And so those were difficult things to write and make vivid that the people could identify with. Absolutely. It's like swimming in, uh, I had one thing, sir, not to be uh, verbose, is that the mansion had an indoor swimming pool and you could see the sky, but the skylight and all of this. Raymond decides to go for a swim and as he's taking laps, he realizes that it's getting darker and darker. Unaware that the pool had a protective cover. The culprit had sneaked into the area and had activated the lid, which was flush with the surface of the water. Mm. Winchell thought surely that was his end. Wow. Absolutely sounds riveting, William. Um, if you could, I know we've been talking a lot about the book already, but if you could sum up your new book, uh, how would you describe it and to give us a teaser of, uh, of the book? They can access uh, Amazon.com and read the first three chapters. Uh, it would let them know where I'm going and how I set it up. Uh, but I do not write with a predictable ending. There's always a twist that keeps the reader going until the very last page. As a matter of fact, uh, I just recently 
received the book review. And I must admit, when I received it, I read it, I jumped up, clapped, <laughs> cut the computer off, went to bed, got back up, cut the computer back on, and read it again. It was just that riveting. <laughs> and the reviewer <laughs> says, I love that diabolical twist. Wow. I thought I had arrived. <laughs> well congratulations William on this new book Um, you know and as a as a reader myself and a fan of murder mysteries you know I appreciate those twists and uh, those unpredictable turn of events and so I know all the readers do as well so um, I want to close it out with three things I like to do this at the end of the show Uh, we talked about aspiring writers before I know you've already given them some awesome advice but what are three last things you can leave them with if there's aspiring writer out there right now listening in um, who's interested in writing a book? Uh, Well, first of all, uh, outline. Uh, It's just like you are filling up a bag and uh, only so much can go in a bag before you have to seal it. Uh, What you want to put in the first uh, chapter, what you want to put in the second, and you must think of an interesting plot, characters, and settings. And there's a word that I would like to share with them. It's called monkey, uh, M-A-N-Q-U-E, I think, is that frustrated ambitions. If you have that desire to write and don't, later in life, you will regret it. It's like any undertaking and you never did undertake it be dedicated to it and see it to its fruition there will be setbacks there will be disappointments disillusionments the entire shot but you will never succeed if you don't try and keep at it because uh, a murder uh, myth I had started it and uh, my wife asked me, so what happened to that book that you were writing? I had forgotten all about it and put it in the trunk. And I pulled it out, dusted it off, and started completing it. And I owe it all to her. Wow. That's fantastic. And, you know, and thank goodness you did, William. Uh, and th- And thank you for talking to the aspiring writers out there and to my audience and thank you for sharing your gift with us today and your story and uh thank you also for completing that and now you're on to the next book which uh death comes for the president so everyone go to amazon.com right now check out a murder in our mist that's where it all began for william and a very successful book now he's on to the next uh, book death comes for the president so let's all follow in william's journey and check out what he has in store for this next uh book uh thanks again william congratulations i appreciate you for being on the show today and taking the time with me um very awesome congratulations and thank you very much sir for taking the time to interview me and uh tell the readers i do appreciate them okay everyone that was again Mr. William Turner, author of his new book, Death Comes for the President. And, you know, just talking with William in this brief uh, half hour, 40 minutes, 
you can definitely tell he draws upon real circumstances in his life to make these characters come to life. And so I can't wait to dive into his books. I know I'm going to go on Amazon right now. And first of all, I'm going to get A Murder in Our Mist, a very successful first book by William Turner. And now he's taking that challenge and uh, he wrote his next book, Death Comes for the President, and already sounds like a very riveting and interesting book. And like I said, as a reader, as a murder mystery fanatic, I love those unexpected turns and twists. Uh, So I can't wait to dive into these guys. I encourage you guys to go out there and check it out as well. Again, that's uh, A Murder in Our Mist, his very first book, and then now he's got his new book, Death Comes for the President, which he just received an awesome review. I read that review myself on Amazon, and it is a great review. So I'm excited to uh, read these books by William and read all the twists and turns and go for that thrill ride, so to speak. So Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. What a wonderful episode. What another wonderful guest today. Thank you, Mr. William Turner, for being on the show again. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to discuss with me uh, about your book and to share your gift with all of my audience. Thank you to my audience for listening in and tuning in. I appreciate that so much. Remember, you can listen to all my episodes on iTunes right now. Uh, And if you like the content, guys, please like, subscribe, share it. And if you can also, guys, leave me a great review because what that's going to do is help me get in front of a larger audience. And the more people I'm in front of, the more people I can help. And you're helping me on that mission, which is to help as many people as I possibly can. So, I mean, what a great... He also gave some great tips today uh, for all you aspiring writers out there. And what you can do to make a really good story. So definitely a very awesome uh, conversation today. And I'm so appreciative of that. Guys, thanks again so much. And again, you can learn more about me at www.hellomynameisjosh.com. And if you have any questions about me or the show, please email me. Josh at hellomynameisjosh.com. Thanks again, guys. Have a blessed day. Be good. Be love. And until next time, I'll talk to you later.